Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of Taylor's Business English Podcast. This podcast is for intermediate level students who want to practice English for work. My name is Dave Taylor and I'm a teacher and manager at Taylor School in Oviedo in Asturias. I'm sitting here with Omar Hag Omerker. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. From the American Center, uh, that's a language school in Coyoto, near Oviedo, and in Mieres, um, which is a town quite near Oviedo as well. Right, in, uh, 20 kilometers away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Omar is an Asturian whose parents are from the USA and Sudan. Yeah? That's it, yeah. yeah. My um, mom from, from L.A., She's from LA. From LA, yeah. Right. And my dad's from the from a city called Medeni, which mm-hmm. is in North Sudan. Right. right. Okay. Omar and I have a similar journey in the world of business, I think. Right. Probably, yeah. Quite so similar. we opened language schools more or less at the same time, at least the one in, in Coyoto. When did you open the one in Mieres? Well, the one in Mieres, uh, my parents set up their business and uh, this was like, uh, I don't know, 1984, I think. Right, okay, wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah. it has been a long journey. <laughs> 30, 33 years ago, yeah. yeah. So, but you opened the Coyoto School more or less on your own? Yeah. Or, this, I mean, with help from your parents? A well, bit, there but. was some some help, but but yeah, basically I've been running it on my own since, uh-huh. since then, and this was seven years ago. Yeah, same as as me. Yeah, we opened at the same time. That's right. So today we're going to share our knowledge and experience of opening a business. Maybe you're thinking about following your passion or maybe you just hate your job and you want to start something new. So maybe you want to open a business. We've got some advice and some English expressions and vocabulary for you. Right, let's get started. Omar, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm 30 years old mm-hmm. and I've studied economics. Uh-huh. I studied here in Oviedo and I took an Erasmus course in Scotland, in Glasgow. Right. Did and you understand people in Glasgow? Well, I really struggled at the beginning, but yeah. then I, I got used to it. Uh-huh. I find it difficult to understand people from <laughs> Glasgow, and it's like three hours from my house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember my, my first day there, and I was looking for a, for a supermarket. I was asking people for directions, and it was impossible for me to, to understand what they were, what they yeah. were telling me. <laughs> so I ended up buying food in a... Indian shop. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought lots of spices and <laughs> yeah, my, my first meals in Glasgow were not very, not very good because you couldn't find the supermarket. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point because maybe you learn English and you learn like BBC English, we call it, or you learn standard uh, received pronunciation English, which might be 
from the UK, like London style, Southern English style pronunciation, uh-huh. or maybe American style pronunciation. But then if you go to Glasgow, it's a, almost like a completely different language. So it's the same uh-huh. vocabulary, but pronounced in a completely different way, or they've got different words for things. It's the same in all countries, like in Asturias, it's the same. If you go into a village in Asturias, people use a different language, but also... In the business world, you have to deal with people from all different countries as well. So you have to be ready to listen to all different languages. So it's good that you listen to me on the podcast because I'm from the north of England. I've got a northern accent, but quite a standard English accent. But it's also good to listen to all different accents as well, yeah, to practice. But Glasgow is particularly difficult. The Glaswegian accent is particularly difficult, yeah. That's it, yeah. Good. Um... Okay, well, we'll find out a little bit more about your business and your projects and things like that later on, Omar. Okay, so uh, could you tell us the language learning word of the day, please? Yeah, the the word is plan. Plan, okay, yeah. Plan, yeah. You have to have a plan? Always you have to have a plan. <laughs> so when we're talking about a plan for language learning, basically you can get a book and start studying it but if you don't have like a plan with objectives and things like that then it's more difficult to progress i think so if you have a plan you have some specific objectives and you have like you plan your time you make sure you've got time to study you make sure that you have time to watch videos in english or read books in english or go to class as well if you have an english teacher if you go to a fantastic english school like omar's or mine you'll find that your teacher gives you the objectives or they give you uh, what you need to achieve those objectives yeah so they they'll tell you what homework you have to do so planning is very very important when it comes to language learning but also in business omar of course yeah you always have to have a a business plan otherwise you'll you'll get stuck uh, since you since the first moment yeah when we opened the school here uh, my wife and i we didn't really have any business experience and things like that so we opened it and we got a lot of help with the plan so we we went to Balnalon in Langreo I think it is or in, uh, yeah in Langreo um, near here and they helped us with the business plan and they gave us some ideas that we used and things like that and that was really useful so I think in most countries and in most places or there are places where they help you with planning and that was economic planning, planning the marketing, planning all sorts of things. And now I sometimes go to the Talutaleria, which is a place in Oviedo where they help you with um, planning and things like that as well, the small businesses. One of the things with planning is that we did this very detailed economic plan. And then we, and it was, we calculated all the possible costs and things like that. And then the costs were about double what we <laughs> what we expected so no matter how good your planning is we really spent a lot of time planning everything there are always extra costs so especially when it comes to economic planning my advice for people is to be pessimistic so <laughs> get get the number and maybe times it by two or maybe add 50 percent or yeah. add 80 percent to that number maybe and that'll be more accurate, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that was your experience. Yeah, or... that's a good tip, yeah. Yeah, because when you, when you start, you think everything's going to be easy and it's not going to be that expensive. 
but mm-hmm. then you start you start adding costs and 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 when you when you do the when you do numbers again it's like wow yeah this was i was not expecting all this all this yeah. money so there are always little surprises or always. big or big surprises <laughs> there's just silly little things like here i mean it's just it's quite a small school with four four classrooms but we had to have sort of an air con not air conditioning but like an air extraction system which cost thousands of of euros so it's things that you don't expect to have to pay so we put the walls and the doors and bought the tvs and the computers and the projectors and things like that okay those simple costs but then the more detailed costs like that and then we had to pay extra for the builders to finish on time so that we could open in september and things like that it's just the costs add up and add up so yeah definitely be pessimistic when you're planning um Okay, on that pessimistic note, uh, let's go to an advert now. Taylor School is an organizing center for the Fundación Tripartita, so that means we can organize everything related to the English courses for your company. Whether it's a small, medium, or large company, we have the teachers and expertise to help you reach your objectives and function in a global workplace. Contact us on 984-202-191. That's 984-202-191. Or email us at info at taylorschool.es. Okay, so let's move on to the role play section. I'm going to open a computer repair shop. And I've gone for a meeting with a business planning advisor who helps people start small businesses. Okay, Omar is my advisor. Let's go. Okay, Dave, tell me about your plan and we'll see how we can help you. I'm going to open a computer repair shop in Gijón. Oh, great. Have you done a market study? Yes, I found out what the other companies in the sector offer and the prices. And I think I know where we should position ourselves in the market. Okay, fantastic. What's your idea? Well, the others charge um, a minimum of 35 euros per repair and then around 40 to 60 euros per hour that they work on the machine. Plus, they add 15 to 20% on top of the cost of the parts. We're going to be cheaper, so we'll get the business. Well, being cheaper is a valid business plan, but there's often a reason why companies charge what they do. Often, you find that companies that charge less than the competition Go out of business because they are unprofitable enough. Hmm. Okay. But we'll get more business if we're the cheapest, won't we? Well, not necessarily. And even if you do, with less profit, you have to work twice as hard as the other companies for the same result. I'm not saying that you can't be the cheapest, but you don't have to be the cheapest to get business. Many people won't choose the cheapest option because they think the service will be bad or simply that they're not trustworthy. Hmm, okay. I see what you mean. How about the investment? Have you got some money to start the business with? Or will you be looking for investors or taking a bank loan? I've got 4,000 euros saved, so that should be enough to start. I haven't done a proper economic plan, though. I thought you'd be able to help me with that. Well, that's good that you've got some money saved. But the initial investment in any kind of business will usually be more than 4,000 euros especially if you need a proper business space. 
Dave, let me ask you, will you be getting a place with a shop front or a warehouse in an industrial state? Definitely a shop. Uh, and we're going to put... Right, so let's go through the expressions and vocabulary that we, that we mentioned in that role play. Uh, don't forget, you can find a PDF at taylorschool.es-business-podcasts. And on that PDF, you've got the script of what we just said, of that role play, and the key phrases as well. So you've got all that there. And then in a few minutes, we'll repeat the role play again so you can hear it in more detail with the expressions that we're going to talk about. The first one is... Market study. Okay, market study. So what's a market study? What does this mean? So market as in like the concept of the place where people buy and sell things. And it's not like a supermarket market. It's like... Oh, no. Well, I think you, you just analyze uh, where you're going to focus, who are going to be your clients, uh, uh-huh. what's your competition, yeah, that kind of things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. So a market study. Yes. Yeah, studying the market. Okay. Good. The next one, am I? Uh, the next one. Let's see. I know where we should position ourselves. Okay. So this is... He's talking about positioning, not physically positioning. We're talking about prices. Yeah, yeah. Positioning yourself in the market as a, a low-cost company or as a high-end company, like a, a high-value company where you charge a lot for your services because they're a fantastic service. So he was talking about positioning himself at the bottom of the market, at the low end, the low-cost end of the market. Yeah. Next one. Next one, go out of business because they aren't profitable enough. Okay, so we've got two expressions here. Go out of business. What's that? Well, when you cannot survive mm-hmm. in the real life, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the real life, in the business life. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a bar that doesn't sell any drinks, yeah. you can't continue because you don't make money. So you go out of business. Yeah. And um, because you aren't profitable enough so what's profitable well uh profitable is you're not you're not getting money yeah right so you're not making it yeah you're going out of the business immediately yeah yeah you're going out of business if you're not profitable so if you buy something for 15 euros and you sell it for 20 the profit is five euros right if it's not profitable it means that okay maybe people pay but you have to pay more so you're not profitable good next one Will you be looking for investors or taking a bank loan? Okay, so investors, I think everybody knows what that is, people who invest money in something. Right. A bank loan? A bank loan, when you, when you want to buy a, a house, a flat, and you ask the bank for, for money. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. normally you don't have all that cash with you and yeah. you cannot afford yeah. those Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same, the same in business. If you want to open a business, but you haven't got the capital or the money to, to start, you could ask for a bank loan or you could ask for some sort of loan right. from some... Sometimes government institutions help with loans as well, so you don't have to go to a bank, which might be a more expensive loan. But yeah, a loan is money that you borrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one? A proper business space. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, what's this? That will be, for example, in our case, uh, an English school. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll need classes. We'll need a, an office. It can yeah. be a warehouse. So that's where you're gonna where you're gonna have your business, right? Yeah, yeah. So some people they don't have a proper business space. They work from their bedroom or yeah. something like that on a computer. A lot of people now in the internet age can just work from home. But yeah, a proper business space. So a business space is yeah the space where you do business. Yeah. Next one. A place with a shop front or a warehouse in an industrial state. Okay, a shop front. A place with a shop front. If you go to the butchers, uh huh, uh, they will be there chopping the meat. Yeah. So that will be uh-huh. their, their shop front, right? That's right, yeah. So anywhere that's like that you're walking on the street and you see the shop. Right. So maybe you, you could have a company that sells things, but... It hasn't got a shop front because you sell things from an office or you sell things from a warehouse. So if you have a shop front, like your business yeah. in Coyoto at least is a shop front, isn't it? And yeah. in Mieres as well? As well, yeah. So you have a shop front. So that means that people can walk in from the street into your business. So it makes you quite accessible. We have a shop front here as well in, in La Florida. Some English schools don't have a shop front. Yeah, so so, there are a lot of examples where they're in like in a flat in a in a business space that's in a flat. Right. So um, that's just a different option. It could be cheaper, but at the same time, they don't have that walk-in business as well. Exactly. But also, they don't get the walk-in salespeople that always <laughs> come in and try and sell us things that we don't want. Anyway, <laughs> and warehouse, warehouse. What's a warehouse? A warehouse is a it's a space where you can store things, where you can store your goods. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And normally, uh, warehouses are located out of the city. Yeah. Because you need normally they need to be big spaces. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you've got them in the city center, it might be a bit expensive. Yeah. So a warehouse might be. And here we've got also so the, the whole sentence is a place with a shop front or a warehouse in an industrial estate so an industrial estate might be a place where um, there are lots of businesses but obviously people don't go shopping there people go to work there and it's a place with lots of warehouses maybe factories but mainly they've got good they've got good transport connections so that lorries can go in and things like that so and it's much much cheaper to have a business space in an industrial estate than it is in the city or in an office and things like that. So it's always a good option if it's not important, if the location of your business isn't an important factor. Good. Um, Yeah, so that's all. Uh, Let's listen again now to the conversation. Okay, Dave, tell me about your plan and we'll see how we can help you. I'm going to open a computer repair shop in Gijón. Oh, great. Have you done a market study? Yes, I found out what the other companies in the sector offer and the prices, and I think I know where we should position ourselves in the market. Okay, fantastic. What's your idea? Well, the others charge um, a minimum of 35 euros per repair and then around 40 to 60 euros per hour that they work on the machine. Plus, they add 15 to 20% on top of the cost of the parts. We're going to be cheaper, so we'll get the business. Well, being cheaper is a valid business plan, 
but there's often a reason why companies charge what they do. Often, you find that companies that charge less than the competition go out of business because they aren't profitable enough. Hmm. Okay. But we'll get more business if we're the cheapest, won't we? Well, not necessarily. And even if you do, with less profit, you have to work twice as hard as the other companies for the same result. I'm not saying that you can't be the cheapest, but you don't have to be the cheapest to get business. Many people won't choose the cheapest option because they think the service will be bad or simply that they're not trustworthy. Hmm, okay. I see what you mean. How about the investment? Have you got some money to start the business with? Or will you be looking for investors or taking a bank loan? I've got 4,000 euros saved, so that should be enough to start. I haven't done a proper economic plan, though. I thought you'd be able to help me with that. Well, that's good that you've got some money saved. But the initial investment in any kind of business will usually be more than 4,000 euros, especially if you need a proper business space. Dave, let me ask you, will you be getting a place with a shop front or a warehouse in an industrial state? Definitely a shop. Uh, and we're going to put... Remember, you can find a free downloadable PDF transcript of that conversation and the useful phrases at taylorschool.es-businesspodcasts. Omar, since we're talking about starting businesses... You were telling me the other day that you're thinking about or you're in the planning stages of opening a business at the moment. Yes, I'm about to open a surf school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two partners, my two partners and I are about to set up this new business. It will be located on the on the east side of Asturias. And in the east. In the east of Asturias. Right, yeah. right, right. In the mm -hmm. east of Asturias. Right. So we're still doing all the paperwork and trying to get some, some grants from the European Union in order to, to afford all the initial costs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're very excited about this. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it it's sounds our really hobby. Cool. So it's a, so you're a surfer and yeah. your friends are surfers. All of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All and of them. Asturias is a good place for surfing. It's a very good place yeah. for surfing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've, I went surfing for the first time the other day. And uh, it was good fun, but I I did actually stand up. I was very pleased with myself. I stood up on the board. <laughs> well, I was very impressed. That's good. It's very <laughs> difficult to, yeah. to stand up the first day. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's... the waves were about um, about 40 centimeters <laughs> high, so it wasn't too difficult. Well, anyway. I'll tell you what. It's more difficult to, to stand up when the waves are so tiny mm -hmm. than when you've got proper waves. Because, yeah. you know, when, they're, when the waves are acceptable... The, they can push you easily and, uh -huh. and it's easier for you to get balance. Right, okay. On the board. Uh -huh. Oh, good. Well, so I, I must be a natural. <laughs> <laughs> good. So, yeah. So, you're surfers and you're going to open like a surf school? Yeah. Or you do lessons or what? What's yeah. The plan? Hopefully, we'll, we'll get it started next spring. And the idea is to have three lines of service here. So, number one would be regular surfing lessons so uh -huh. people come higher and they get yeah. a surfing lesson mm -hmm. the second line of the business will be surfing lessons plus accommodation okay so you can it's like a hotel or a hostel or something like that yeah it'll be a surf, surf house yeah surf house what does that mean it's like, like a, with hammocks you sleep in a hammock <laughs> well or you we'll sleep have... on the beach just just go and sleep on the beach <laughs> we have to cut corners so we'll keep it simple uh no we have plenty of beds we were looking we already i think we've got the house already we right. are still negotiating. Where is it? 
It's going to be uh, near Riva de Sella. Right, wow. Near Riva de Sella. Mm -hmm. What's and the beach where you'll be doing the surfing? Hopefully Vega. Vega. All oh, right, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, And then we're looking for another another spot in, in Yanis. All right, yeah. wow. So you'll start, you, you want to start big. with two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to want to go big. So what's the, what's the business logic behind starting two at the same time? Well, because we we're gonna be three partners, so if, we, if the three of us are working on the same in the same place, sorry, maybe it won't be profitable enough. Mm -hmm. So, as the three of us want to have this business running, I think that will be a good idea to to have two two spots, right? So one with a with a surf house and the other one only regular surfing lessons. Lessons, yeah. So it. we'll have some kind of hut. And uh -huh. people go there higher, right? Okay. And, uh -huh. and then the third line of of business here is like, surf camps in English. Yeah, so it's like English immersion and surf at the same time for exactly. children and adults. And adults, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, cool. And we'll have lots of experts teaching English, and then the three of us, the owners, are qualified surfing instructors mm -hmm. with lots of experience and experience working with kids. Yeah. So that's very important. Great. And I think, good. I don't know, it'll be a good idea. Yeah. So basically you opened the school in Coyoto and you thought, okay, I liked the experience of opening a business. So you thought, okay, I want to open another business. Yeah. Well, I, I try, I try myself working for a multinational and uh -huh. I, I find it a bit boring. So yeah. I like this kind of challenges of being my own yeah. boss and just, I don't know, get new experiences. Yeah. And let's see. I mean, if it works, perfect. If it doesn't work, we'll have different plans. Cool. Uh, yeah, it sounds really good. Anyway, the, the surf school, I'll, uh, I'll go and hire a board off you some, some time and see if I can go for bigger waves in the future. We'll Maybe. give you a very good discount. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, that's all for today. Thank you very much, Omar, from uh, the American Center in Coyoto and in Mieres. Uh, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. Omar is going to be with us next week, too, to talk about running a business. So I'm looking forward to that. How, so how can people get hold of you, Omar, if they're interested in classes in Mieres or in Coyoto or if, they want to, um, sure. if they're interested in your surf school as well for, uh, for this summer? Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. So people can contact me on 985-793415. That's 985-793415. Or email me at omar.hkerr at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Great. Okay. You can listen to previous episodes of um, Taylor's Business English Podcast. Uh, on iTunes or on iVox, if you type in Taylor School with no space, Taylor School altogether, um, you can find us on iVox or iTunes there, or you can look at taylorschool.es stroke business podcasts. You can also listen to our new conversation podcast, which is called Tailored to Perfection. You can find that in the same place on iVox or on iTunes and on our website at taylorschool.es stroke podcasts. Okay, so it's business podcasts, or podcasts. So we've got those two um, parallel podcasts at the moment. Please call us for English classes or by Skype or in your company or here at the school so that we can carry on doing the podcast. So we, the idea is that we do the podcast and with our advertising and things, people 
come to the school or we we um, send people to businesses. So please do call us so we can continue doing the podcast because I like doing the podcast. So um, also you can share us on social media or tell your friends about us uh, so that we reach more people. Okay, so that's the end of this episode of Taylor's Business English Podcast. So from Omar and from me, Dave, it's goodbye. Bye-bye.